This is the SBFL Podcast. down to your new SBFL king of the hill your Calgary campers welcome in everybody to the wild card weekend edition of the SBFL podcast happy to have two very impressive guests on today first hailing from beautiful Carolina welcome in manager of the Reapers Ira hello congrats on your first playoff win I Thank mean, your you. first uh, playoff appearance. Thank you. And a bye week. You happy about that? Very happy about that, especially with, I, uh, you know, having some question marks um, this week across the league with COVID and stuff. So this is a, uh, a very good week to have, uh, to have off. And the other man, uh, the other bye week man out of Butte, Montana. Welcome back, Casey. Hey, what's up? going on, guys? I got the two bye week teams on. I thought it was appropriate so they could uh, throw a little shade at the owners playing this weekend, maybe talk a little smack and talk about who they want to play um, that might influence their picks later in the segment for the two playoff games. So let's first talk about last week uh, and we'll get to the least talked about matchup of the week. And it was because both these teams already had clinched a playoff spot. And that was the Reapers and the Humpers uh, and the Reapers just demolished them. It was an absolute beatdown. The, Carolina clinches their first round by um, it sends the pig humpers all the way down to the sixth seed and forces them to travel to Baghdad for wild card weekend. Um, Casey, I'll start with you. Did you have any comments on this one? Not really. I mean, humpers got some productivity out of their wrists are their running backs that they pretty much traded their whole team away to get. So that's good to see, but now you're seeing kind of the repercussions of that because their receivers stink. So. Good job, yeah, Ira. I, Just I don't have anything spot. to talk about, so I'll let Ira have his uh, day in the sun here if he wants to talk shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew that I was going to go in uh, to this matchup, uh, you know, with a leg up. You know, that team is it's not a scary team, aside from those those two running backs you mentioned. Um, just looking at the rest of his team, he's got no quarterbacks. Uh, Lawrence is trash. Uh, two was on bye. Um, and you know, Baker's now got COVID and even before that he wasn't, he wasn't even producing very much. So like, it, I didn't think it was going to be a, a, a close matchup. And then, you know, I honestly thought about sitting Connor and taking the shot penalty on Monday night just to fucking stick it to him. But, you know, I wanted to see if I could possibly overthrow, uh, the Coons and get a huge Monday night and try to, uh, you know, take the, the high score crown, but. You know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm very happy with the way my team performed and, uh, you know, resting up this week and ready to take it to them. There you go. Congrats. Um, the biggest blowout of the week, the Seagulls handed the Crawdads a, win, a loss uh, by almost 50 points. And this was kind of a shocker. This was supposed to be one of the lower scoring games, and it just felt like the Seagulls kept scoring touchdowns. Every time you turned around, the Seagulls were scoring again. Um Nice job for, for Mike and, and his Philadelphia squad to avoid the bitch bowl. Gets his win. 
kind of sails into the offseason with no stress. He does finish eighth, which means he's out of a beer bitch spot as well. So uh, a huge win for the Seagulls, Ira. Yeah, I mean, that's really what you want to see from a, from a team that's out of the playoffs. They want to play spoiler. Um, got two huge games from, uh, from you know, Rashad Penny and uh, Melvin Gordon. So, you know, just that's the way to do it. You know, you want to you want to take shot hot shots at like at those guys that are right on the cusp of uh, the playoffs and just try to knock them down a peg to make their uh, schedule a little bit harder. So good job for uh, the Seagulls there. Yeah, back against the wall for Seagulls. And I mean, they needed to win and put up a good score. They did that. But man, Crawdads have some issues going on with their lineup. Whew. Another, yeah, another team back in their way into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they do get in with a with a loss at seven and seven as the fifth seed. Uh, we move on to another team that played themselves out of the bitch bowl conversation. That was me, the Calgary Campers, with a big win over the Snorkelers. It was a, really an upset. I I did not see myself uh, competing in this game, but just one of those days where I got very fortunate, got a lot of touchdowns that I needed, uh, become king of the hill, and most importantly. Not a beer bitch, not a sticker bitch, nothing. Just a, a forgettable season, even despite the 0-6 start. I'm happy to sail to the offseason like Mike and just kind of forget this one existed and turn the page to 22. So, Ira? Yeah, you had some real big performances. You know, Brady was huge. Uh, Chase and Roethlisberger had big nights. It's crazy that, you know, you had Mike Evans twice, you know, cut your, you know, cut your heart out, you know. Week one against me, and then week was it week twelve when we played? Mm-hmm. He, he did see you again, and now he kind of performed and, and you know gave you a big game to uh to to end the year as uh, as king of the hill. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know you played yourself out of sticker bitch, out of beer bitch. Now you're just a regular bitch. So I mean, it's just <laughs> it is what it Fuck is. Yourself, Ira. <laughs> <laughs> that was good though. I had tip for that joke. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, I mean you. You beat the snorkelers. You just beat a good team. I, I blame this on Patrick Mahomes not getting the ball to Kelsey for another four points and myself for not putting Jimmy G in there instead of Tannehill, and we could have had the first ever tie, which would have been awesome. So that's that's on me, League. I'm sorry. That would have been pretty cool. Uh, it would have been kind of a meaningless tie. Uh, I don't. I guess you would have retained the king of the hill. I don't, we don't have any tiebreakers because uh, I don't expect it to ever happen, but um, – it wouldn't have affected anything as far as the standings are concerned because I wouldn't have been in the sticker bitch uh, bowl and you would have already had the lo- one seed locked in. So I'd like more dramatic tie when we do have one eventually. You so. would have gone down to a ninth, the ninth seed, right? Uh, with a tie, I would have been. Because you wouldn't have had a win. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I would be ninth. Yeah, ninth. Because be, uh, You would have been 10th. You'd only have five wins. No, but five, eight, and one is better than five and nine. Okay. Then yeah, ninth. There we go. Yeah, I'd have been ninth. Yep. So I would have been a beer bitch, but well, there you go. I'm not. You're, tied. So you're not. You're the king. It. You're the king, man. I oh. am the king of the hill. The horn I, I warmed it up for you for a while. So <laughs> it might be fitting to my head. So you may have to uh, you and, uh sneak preview. The trivia trivia time has to do with King of the Hill. So well, there we go. um let's move to oh, you know what? Let's just Fill in the sixth playoff spot. The Altamont Fire win the play-in game against the Mexico City Hammers, 121-93. to Really a complete dud laid by Mexico City here. The Fire are a good squad. Um, 
you know, we were talking we were talking about it pre-recording here. The Fire scored under 100 weeks one and two. Since then, they have not scored under 110. One of the more consistent teams in the league, uh, and they do sneak into the playoffs, and they move all the way up as a seven and seven team to the four seed and host a playoff game down in sunny Altamont Fire, uh, Altamont, Florida. So, congratulations to them, Ira. What'd you have on this one? Yeah, he had a he had a real good, um, real good performance. Like you say, he's been solid, you know, all year long, with the exception of the first two weeks. Um, but yeah, that that's a scary team looking at you know in the playoffs. So. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be a tough opponent, but, you know, we've got some teams that are on by this week that uh, that are very good. So, uh, you know, we don't probably we probably won't, wouldn't concern ourselves with that team if they even advance past this week. But that is still a, a very good team going into the playoffs. Yeah, that, I mean, this was just a beat down. I mean, the fire won and they started someone who got a zero. So which which almost beat James Robinson. So that's kind of a. The Hammers season in a nutshell there was just a poor finish to a poor season. So congratulations, Fire. The, the sophomore making it in. Yeah, I was impressed with the Hammers, the way they handled that in the chat. I thought there would be a uh, either uh, just pure rage or maybe leaving or I don't know. But he seemed to be content with uh, with the loss. I guess when you get blown out like that and there's – there's nothing, no regret, nothing to regret. It's like, well, yep. I mean, I got smoked, so yep. you know what I mean. We move to, hmm, let's go to South Bend, where the Stingers lay a dud to the Bombers, twenty-five points. Uh, foreshadowing here, they do land in the Bitch Bowl. Uh, this was just a horrific performance by the Stingers. We did two pods last week, and the second pod on Saturday after Thursday night football, it felt like the Stingers were of the four teams that could get out of the bitch bowl with ease. It felt like the Stingers were going to be one of those four, and he just had one of the worst Sundays you can have. Um, he's only the lo- not the lowest score by two points. He ends up in the bitch bowl. He finishes five and nine. I mean, just a horrific, horrific spot for the Stingers, Ira. Yeah, I, I had I had high hopes for this team, you know, three, four weeks ago, but they have just plummeted. Um and this past week was was no exception. You know, obviously it hurts you lose, you know, you're probably one of your best receivers um right as the game's starting. Um, but just duds across the board, you know, Schultz didn't get it off the ground, uh, you know, just just bad performances by his guys. But you know. Hats off to the Bombers. They won a very low-scoring game, um, kind of coasting into the playoffs without Lamar Jackson. So um, that's just tough luck for the Stingers. Yeah, it's an impressive win with Lamar going down as early as he did. I mean, McLaurin got hurt too. That changes kind of that whole game with Heineke not really throwing to – he doesn't really have a number one receiver anymore. So that could have changed a lot. But, yeah, it's just tough to see Noonan kind of – slip inside all the way down at the end of the season. Uh, what, you got it pulled up now? He's lost four of his last five games. That's tough. Yeah, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about before we finish up this week's recap is, you know, so much has been talked about about the rule, and we don't have to harp on the rule. But I don't think uh, the Stingers are as undeserving of being in this spot as maybe I made them out to be or others have made them out to be. 
In the second half of the season, this team went two and five. Horrible. One of the worst records in the second half of the season. Their two wins were 92 to 86 and 100.92 to 100.5. So two very fortunate wins. It could have easily been an 0 and 7. And in those seven games, he, he hit the century mark exactly one time, and it was 100.92. So it's not like this team has been – yeah, when we look at his points for points against, I understand it. But when you really look at this, his one, his points against is inflated because he had to play – he played Mexico City when they scored 189, and he scored – he played the Snorkers when they scored 196. Other than that, his points against is really not – you know, the other, the other matchups, they're very normal. Um, he, you know, he's played against the 77s, played against an 86. He's played against plenty that were under 105. So, you know, it, man, this is a bad team that, that he did. He had plenty of opportunity to try and fix and he didn't. So maybe, you know, yeah, there's some poor luck here, but also this team was bad in the second half. Yeah, losing Derrick Henry, I mean, that's obviously the big blow, the thing you can point to for their team not or for Stingers not being very good, but not making any other moves once that happened, kind of. I mean, you got to replace that huge hole in your lineup somehow, and I just don't think Noonan did. The Stingers could have been saved had the Rats beat the Raccoons, and it was looking... Like that was going to be a possibility, even on that second podcast we recorded. All three of us picked the rats to beat the raccoons, but the raccoons said, You know what? I'm not going to the bitch bowl. I'm going to put up 156, the highest point total of the week. I'm going to win by a hefty margin. Um, really, you know, when you look back on it, the rats put up a heck of a fight, really, for Noonan, um, because the rats were going to the bitch bowl anyway but doesn't get it done against the raccoons who have one of their better weeks might've been their best week of the season. I'd have to look, but what'd you think of that one, Ira? Yeah. I mean, it's tough luck for, for the rats this year, just, you know, injuries kind of decimated his team all year long. Um, and, you know, it, it looked great to start off the week with, uh, with Dalvin putting up a, you know, a 30 burger, but getting stuck with that, with that Higby false positive COVID test that, that had caused him to sit, and then Snow doing the, I think one of the smartest moves is picking up every available tight end uh, on in that game um, to just kind of box him out a little bit. But at the end, it doesn't really matter because you know Odell and, and Stafford went off on um, in that in that late game. So um, you know, tough luck for the Rats, but uh, but yeah, props to the to the Raccoons on that one. They they showed out when they kind of needed a performance to get them out of the bitch bowl. Yeah, and Snow owes me like a case of beer or something for giving him the three guys that I gave him. It's the only reason that he's not either sticker bitch alone or playing in the bitch bowl was because of Stafford, Godwin, and Fournette. If you look at his last three matchups, those guys have pretty much carried the team. That is a true statement. Uh, and I do, I just fact checked myself. The 156.7 was the best raccoon outing of the season. So congrats to Snow. He is going to be somebody's beer bitch, uh, but he will not be in this year's bitch bowl. And let's move on to some trivia time. It kind of involves both, all three of us. Trivia time. 
Okay, so if you remember last offseason, we changed the King of the Hill rule. Shane finished up as King of the Hill last year, and the original rule was he would hold the crown in week one and play his matchup as King, and we would roll it over like that. It was overturned to where week one every year is a fresh start. Um, highest score gets the crown, and then we, we played out from there. So my trivia to you, it's two parts. Who would have ended up king had the rule not changed? So if Shane held the crown in week one and played his matchup, who would have held the crown? No cheating, Ira. No, I just have my team pulled up here. Um, I'm trying to remember who who Shane even played week one. I'll, I'll, I'll pull that up for you. Okay, I'll cool. give you that hint. Uh, week one, Shane beat the raccoon, so he would have held the crown. Okay. Uh, this is this is almost impossible. Yeah, you can pick fucking anybody. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I, I'm, I'm gonna say Anthony just because uh, it's whenever I don't know an answer, it's almost always Anthony. So I'm gonna go Anthony. I'm gonna say the fire. It would have been the campers. Oh, it would have finished. It wouldn't have matter. Now, yeah, exactly. Now that the start and the finish would have been the same. You know, the finish would have been the same where I would have held the, the crown at the end. Um, beating Casey. Here's part two of the trivia question. We know that Casey held the crown for 12 weeks. Had the rule not changed and Shane, you know, wins his game and, and goes into week two, how many weeks would Casey have been king of the hill? One. I'm going to price his right to you and go zero. Well, you lost, Ira. It was one. Oh, let's go. Just, <laughs> just two weeks ago, right? Yeah. So actually what would have happened was it would have ended up in the Reaper's hand right around like week five or six. For that win streak. Yeah. Seven right games. before you would actually, Ira, you would have beat the Seagulls to take the crown. And then you won what? Six in a row or seven in a row? Seven total in a row. Yeah. Seven in a row. You would have had, yeah, you would have put $70 in your pocket. Um, with the old rule, and then you would have lost the crown to Casey for one week, and then I would have beat Casey, you know, to hold the crown at the end. I like the so, rule change. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, the rule change put one hundred ten dollars in Casey's <laughs> pocket and ripped seventy dollars right out of Ira's pocket. I loved the week one, but I hate it now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of crazy how it works out that way. Um, and even crazy, I thought that I was like, oh shit, I. Doesn't matter what the rule was, I would have finished as king. So, but I thought that was a good way to close out the uh, the 2021 regular season. Let's talk about the playoffs now, and let's start with the bitch bowl. Now, if you remember the rules of the bitch bowl, what you'll have is the rats and the stingers will play against each other two straight weeks. Obviously, if one of the teams goes two and zero, oh, they're not the sticker bitch, and the zero oh and two team is. If the two teams go one and one, the scores get added together. Lowest score, lowest lowest total score is the sticker bitch. So I've got the two rosters pulled up because they're not technically playing each other in uh, in Yahoo, if you, uh, if you notice. So we got to kind of finagle this on my screen here. Right now, as it stands... The Stingers are projected to outscore the Rats 125 to 117. 
Um, Ira, do you have any thoughts on this week one edition of the Bitch Bowl? Um, you know, if we're throwing COVID out the window, just because looking at the the Stingers roster, they've got two two our um two football team guys who they have just been decimated with it. Uh, they've got a, a Cardinal who's also, you know, Cardinals kind of have a big, uh, uh, outbreak there. We're throwing it out the window. I, I like, I like the rats chance either. I think really, I think either way. Cause I mean, like they've got, you gotta think Barkley's back to a hundred. Dalvin was at a hundred percent. They're not going to be starting that, uh, that tight end in there. Hopefully, hopefully Matt, uh, Matt remembers to change out his lineup a little bit. Um, they're going to plug Higby back in. He's going to, he's going to, you know, go back to being like a, a normal player. Uh, I think, I think the Rats team is just, you know, better than, than the Stingers, especially if the Stingers have, uh, have a bit of that, uh, you know, bad luck with the, the COVID bug. So um, I think, I think Rats win pretty handily, actually. I'm actually going to go the other way. And I think that the Stingers are going to win, even if McLaurin doesn't play. I think they'll sub him out, get Devonta Freeman in there, move Kirk up to the wide receiver spot, and I think they're his guys actually perform pretty well. I don't don't really know why, but I think uh, just you know the Rats being that 12 seed. I mean, I know they've had some injuries, but I think they're going to show why they're the 12 seed in this matchup. Even if it's not this week, I think over the next two weeks, I think it'll even itself out. Yeah, I'm actually I'm going to take the rats by an extremely small margin, though. Like, I think it's going to be less than less than seven or eight points that this is going to be. So this is definitely going to get get sweaty next week. Um, But I'm going to take the rats by a small margin just because I think um, I think it'll go down to Monday night. They'll be very, very close in score. And Dalvin Cook will have a, uh, a little bit better of a game than David Montgomery. Um, and the rats will take week one of the bitch bowl. Um, but like I said, I think it's going to be a real close margin. Um, and I think this is going to come down to week 16 where, uh, where somebody will go ahead and be crowned the first ever bitch bowl champion. And the other guy will have to wear pants on, uh, on game day, <laughs> um, on draft day, excuse me. So when we go to our two playoff matchups. The first matchup is a team as my screen loads, the North Iowa pig humpers travel to Baghdad to take on the Bombers, a pig upper team that's backed its way into the playoffs, losing the last five of six games. They keep telling us, they keep telling us, they keep telling us, we're playing for the playoffs. We don't, I don't care that we have the 11th highest point total. We're playing for the playoffs. We're playing for the playoffs. It's put up or shut up time for the pig humpers. Ira, who you got? Uh, I mean, the Bombers, I think, are the better team. Personally, I want the pig humpers to win. Uh, I think that's a better uh, path for me to take to, to winning. Um, but just look at the straight up the rosters. I think, I think the bombers have by far a better team, you know, the pig humpers, you know, fell backwards into the playoffs. Shouldn't be there. They've got, you know, they've got good running backs, but that's it. You know, that that's just not a, that's not a scary team. Uh, you know, last week it was, you know, was nothing. It was a cupcake. And that, I think that's what they're going to do again. Oh, God, I really don't want to pick the Humpers. Those receivers are awful. Those running backs look good. They only have one quarterback in right now. That Bombers team is really good. 
I would love for the Humpers to win because then I get to wax that ass yeah, you get the week them, after. You get yeah. So I'm going to pick the Bombers and hope the curse of the podcast sticks and Humpers can pull this one out. So let's go Baghdad. This feels easy, right? And, yep. and sometimes when it feels easy uh, to pick the Bombers, maybe we get a weird upset and some, some weird shit goes down. But I don't understand how Cortland Sutton's still in the lineup. Uh, Allen Robinson also, like I literally cut Allen Robinson and my team wasn't very good. And now he's starting him in a playoff game. Uh, yeah, you got Aaron Jones and Kamara, but you're not starting a second quarterback. Um, I do think, now this is my bias showing, but I do think two is going to have a real nice game. First off, it's the Jets. Second of all, the entire Dolphin running back room has COVID. Um, and the way to how accurate he is with the short pass, it's just really an extension of the running game. So I look for actually Jalen Waddle to have a real nice day. Um, I look for maybe Albert Wilson to have a good day out in the flat. Um, I could actually see, uh, spoiler alert, maybe go pick him up if you need a wide receiver, any of the playoff teams. But I could see Albert Wilson actually getting some work in the backfield, um, kind of like what you see with Debo Samuel out in uh, San Francisco. I could, I could see that with Albert Wilson in Miami with this entire running back room having COVID, just getting a little creative with it because of his speed on the outside. So um, I do like Tua, but, man, this is this should be a, an ass-kicking. And then, you know, the Humpers will be the fraud that we've known them to be since really like week one. Um, so And Baghdad being the three seed, we're all picking Baghdad. That means Baghdad would travel to Carolina next week. Ira. How would you feel about that? Um, I mean, like I said, I, I definitely don't want to face if I, if I had the option, I definitely don't want to face the, the bombers. Um, but you know, well, not, but, but they did beat me early in the year, you know, and it's tough to beat a team twice. And I don't, I definitely don't want, no, it's um, not Ira. no, it's not. Yeah. It's not, it's, this is fantasy football. There's no <laughs> fucking head games of beating a team twice. Nah, man. Well, yeah, he's got a good team. I mean, that that's, that's to be said. He's probably got, I don't know. I, just, I see a lot of stuff there, you know, obviously with uh, with the Cleveland running back core, you know, Hunt being hurt and, you know, it's just there's a lot of question marks there. I don't know how he's going to play it um, or how it's going to play out, but I don't know. I, I want to I face uh, – I want to face the winner of the fire, uh, Crawdads, which I know is the next matchup, but I, I think I can still take him off. We could see some duds out of this Baghdad team, though. I mean, Lamar could not play. Rams defense looks okay. They, I mean, he's got Lockett and Wilson. The whole Cleveland team is on COVID, so maybe they just stack the box and Chubb doesn't get as much run. I mean, it it could just be who gets to 90 first, I mean, in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're talking up the Bombers. They did only score like 105 last week. Um, I mean, they were playing the shitty-ass stingers, so they got a win, but they did not have a good game. Um, so you're hundred percent right, Casey, they could dud this week. Uh, I got a bonus trivia time for you. There's 18 guys in the starting lineup combined. How many of those guys uh, played a game in Calgary this year? How many of his, they're, they're combined 18 guys. How many of them were on Calgary's roster at one point? Seven. 11. It's 10. Oh my <laughs> 10 God. of these guys were campers. I'll rattle them off. It was Tyler then, then Lockett. Duds Antonio... could definitely happen. <laughs> it was Lockett, Antonio Gibson, Nick Chubb, Russell Wilson, Tua, Bateman, 
Allen Robinson, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, and A.J. Dillon all at one point spent some time up in Calgary calling the campers home. So uh, kind of a wild year. But So we're all on the Bombers there. Our other playoff matchup to break down, the never-have-won-before Crawdads faced the first-time fire. Someone gets their first SBFL playoff win ever. Um, I'm going to go first on this one. There's just no chance I'm picking the Crawdads. They've proven time and time again they cannot win a playoff game. Now they're banged up. Uh, I think this is going to be the fire, and I don't think it's going to be particularly close. I think it's a beatdown. Ira? Yeah, I think the fire have a better team. Um, again, I'm hoping for the I'm hoping for the Crawdads to win. Um, but you know, if the Bombers are winning, which I also have picked, I think the Fire are going to win too. So Casey has to deal with them, and then I'll take on I'll take on the Bombers. Um, but that, that's that's a solid team there. You know, he does have a question you know questionable spot in his flex. He might still be the starter, Freeman, but he's not going to be very good. Um, I can probably see him you know sliding Pittman up to the to the flex to you know, get another receiver out there, especially with Wentz. You know, they're going to – they're fighting for a playoff spot themselves, the Colts. Um, I can see that team, especially on Saturday night. You know, I can see, a you know, a couple touchdowns for him. So, uh, I'm going to go with the fire on that one um, and see what happens. Um, yikes. The fire definitely have the better team. Crawdads have an issue at quarterback. Is Hurts going to be – healthy enough to play or are they going to be smart and just play Minshew that probably gives them the better chance and that would obviously help the crawdads with their decision but I mean the fire's kind of banged up Mitchell's not practicing Kittle's not practicing Swift's not practicing if all of those guys miss or one of them misses you know that's kind of a it's kind of a big shock to the system so I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the fire Unfortunately, I would love for Crawdads to win. I need, I would love an upset in either of these matchups because the three and the four seed are, they're looking like some really good teams. So I'm going to pick the fire. Hopefully it's another curse and the Crawdads win. So let's go fire. Now, as we see it right now, the projected points are a little misleading because he's got his super flex. He's got Minshew and who's projected for zero while Jalen Hurts is still on his bench. He's projected for almost no 21 and a half. So, I mean, the projections will get a lot closer once that change is made or if, or if Minshew starts, you know, he'll actually have something projected. So the projections are a little bit misleading. Um, but yeah, it's hard to pick. Uh, it's hard to pick against the fire right now. You said this, Casey, he's got three Cowboys and three 49ers. So all it takes is two two teams to have shitty games and all of a sudden he's out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dak hasn't been looking very good. I mean, his own owner said that he's in a slump right now. So if he has a bad game, that could mean Cooper and Elliott both have bad games. And then now you're basically down three guys. So it's just whether or not Crawdads can can put something together. And they're going to get the Giants' stout defense. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a tough one for the Cowboys. The Giants' defense actually hasn't been terrible. Yeah, I know. That's, 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 that's why I'm saying that. Well, you said stout. I, I mean, I wouldn't go – to stout, but would you, say, would you say elite then? No, no, uh, I would say slightly average. Oh, it's supposed to rain that day too. 75% chance of precipitation right now. That could be tricky up there in New York, or I guess Jersey. Could be really tricky. That's how it could get cold up there too this time of year, late December, mid December. 
Are we high talking f- ourselves into the crawdads? I kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of am. I mean, Atlanta's defense has been looking okay. I, just, I mean, if Kittle plays, I don't know how they're going to stop Kittle. So that'll be tough. Yeah, but if Waller plays, you know, you sneak Waller into the lineup. I don't I think mean, Waller's going to play, though, unfortunately. Kyler's playing against the, the freaking Lions. Yeah. In a spot a where the, the Cardinals really need to get right. Like, they, I could see the car, you know, Cliff just running it up on him. Be like, you know what? We got to get get our fucking shit together. Well, the fire have AJ Green, so that could be a uh, goodie yes. baddie for Crawdads. But the Thanks. Cardinals always rely on James Conner. Well, there you and, go. You know, we, we all know how that's going. Yeah. And here's the thing, though, with the with the Crawdad receivers, you got two big play guys in uh, Twiggy and Hollywood, like. Hollywood is a guy that he could throw a burger on the board, you know, a couple and, of bombs and Twiggy out there. Is double points, regardless who the quarterback is for crawdads. What's uh, yeah, exactly. And then every Twiggy catch, yeah, you get either Minshew or Hertz out there. So I don't know. Maybe this one is a little bit closer. I said a blowout. Maybe I, I'm not going to talk myself into the crawdads. I'll just talk myself into uh, closer than not a blowout, a good game. Nothing on Monday night, nothing on Sunday night. So this thing will be yeah, decided well, by the time uh, by the time Carrie Underwood is singing her song. But anything yeah. else today, boys? Has Anthony won more than one playoff game? Well, obviously. So he's he's won multiple. So me and him are the only ones who have won a playoff game in this year's playoffs. Yeah. Accurate. You have you have uh, two first time no three first time playoffs. And you have Shane, who's never won a playoff game. Yeah. Well, there it is. Fun fact. So what you're saying is it's going to be you versus Anthony for the belt. And uh, either the Shane or the Fire are going to get their first win. I guess. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying. I hope everyone enjoys Wild Card Weekend. We'll be back next week to break down uh, the semifinals and week two. Of the bitch bowl. You got four days of week of wildcard weekend football Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday, and Monday night. Enjoy it, everybody.